You know what? F you, man. I'm 34 years old. I haven't thrown a controller since I was 12. And guess what? I threw my damn DualShock 2 on the ground. I hate that game that much. Fan Gamer Podcast. Real number 107. Got that right. We're doing it real in 2012. Salty cast? I don't know. I don't think we should do a salty cast. We should do a happy cast. The streets is fed up. Welcome to the Fangamer Podcast. This is episode number 107, the continuation of our awesome Game Club Okami Season 12. Everyone's super excited to talk about tonight. Let's start with yeah. Super Psyched. Beat the Spider Boss <laughs> in under 35 minutes. Matt Hawkins. Thanks for bringing that up. And not salty at all. Time. Loves 999999. Ben Kerrigan. Oh, nine and nine is my favorite game, you guys. It is a good game. Man, everybody, this is gonna. Have you played it, Matt? No. Yes. Podcast number okay. one oh okay. whatever, aka Salty Cast, because everybody's oh, just, a yeah. little surly. Not surly. I don't know. We're like pirates that have been at sea too long and playing the worst video games, apparently. <laughs> so drinking whatever. drinking our urine. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I didn't. I don't want to say yeah to that. Okay, well, let me start salty. this cast off. I'm going to get everybody psyched right now. We're not going to get... Number one on the docket, things I've been up to, Hero Academy. Everyone out there, I don't oh, know what you're doing yeah. right now. Go get it. Oh, wait. Wait, first, if you don't have an iPhone or iOS device, you can't get it. Get one of those. Sorry. Get one of those, then come back and go get Hero Academy. It's free. It's free. It's free. Three ninety nine, And then play. It's like tactics plus chess plus... Play for free, like words with friends, but without words, so it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually fun instead of just compelling, I guess. Well, okay. I Maybe I'll, we'll all describe it more because I have been playing it nonstop for like three days now. I think I've got ten games going right now, like two with Ben, one with yeah, Adam Robazzoli. Like, Jen sent me another like request for a game, and I'm like, no, I, I don't want to have multiple games. games going with the same people. Um, okay, so like with Words with Friends, if you play that, you kind of take your turns and send them to the other person so you can kind of play. It's like playing chess by mail. And I'd say the closest game that this reminds me of is chess, but I never really liked chess, and this I like because you take five turns, and then the other person takes five turns. And it, back and it's forth. also not very chess-like. Yeah, I mean, the, the idea of strategy, <laughs> you have certain pieces that you move about a board, and they have certain, this one can kind of attack and hit multiple guys, or this can only single target guy, but does a lot of damage. This guy's kind mm-hmm. of like a pawn, he's not that useful. This guy can heal other people. Um, it's been I, really fun. Yeah, I, I liken it more to Scrabble meets Tactics RPG. Yeah, oh, look at that. Man, that should be your job right there. Whatever <laughs> job is to name names of genres, that. Name, Scrabble RPG. Scrabble RPG. Ben, Ben's Scrabble the elevator RPGs. pitch man, yes. Yes. Okay. So it's uh, it's a good time uh, if you get it. I mean, it's free, but you can buy this other team that's on it to get rid of ads, and the other team's pretty fun to play. Or it's, you know, it's the free-to-play model where if you want the new teams they're going to be coming out with, you can pay, like, two bucks for them. Um I think it's well worth it. It kind of reminds me of League of Legends, where they have like come out with a new character and you purchase that. So anyway, been playing that. It's, it's been good. really fun. Another thing 
been playing on iOS. Orders up, free to play <laughs> as well. Don't need to pay for it. And they're doing the other thing where you basically get the entire game, which is really interesting, except it takes longer to progress through than it normally would if you bought it for the Wii. And the the gimmick is if you want to you know get things fast, you can buy gold in the game, and the gold lets you upgrade your stuff faster. Or you just play the game like normal, and you get the money, and you upgrade your stuff. So but despite that, a really fun game. I still think the Wii's implementation was... Um, more, more. The pacing was better, but in this, it's still a fun experience and free. How, free. How compelling is the story, Garrett? Uh, not not compelling story, but Compared like to the, the, Wii version. the game. Oh, actually, the story is about the same. The story's never been the real <laughs> compelling part. You're like this up and coming, um, chef who's trying to like start up all these businesses and make good and so forth. So, um, how many conspiracy theories are there? <laughs> There's no conspiracy theories. There's nothing like that. And before we all get negative, let me... Okay, I got one thing. I've been watching an anime. Okay. Yeah, I know. You said before we get negative, though, so... It's good. What, what are you talking about? Oh, because I think Let's when we go to you guys, you're going to want to talk about how... Oh, no, one, no, no, I know. But 999 made you sad, you, or you, how Akami made you sad. No, you preceded ang- that by... Angry, it. It actually. Like you're going to say good things, so uh, let's say some good things I am going to say anime. some good things. I've been watching... I forget who recommended this one, because I have that big list of recommendations for animes. Uh, it's, it's a series called Memories, hmm. and it's got, like, several episodes, um, but they're not, like, the same story every episode. They, they go on. So um, it's I've been watching episode one and two, and... They're really nice bite-sized stories that take place. Like the first one's like this uh, kind of like garbage men in space who hear a distress signal and investigate this uh, derelict vessel that's being haunted by ghosts. And it's a nice so like little 45-minute story. The, um, the ghosts are like an opera singer woman who moved there with her... Um, her um, What's the... I forget the name. Like the, the male opera singer who sings the, the high... Like a tenor... She marries uh, a tenor, and then, or yeah, something like that. And they they get married, and something happens that now the ship's all haunted. And um, anyway, it's really good. Been enjoying that, and I'm on the second episode now. That's about like this, I don't know, like a, a biological disease that this company was developing that this guy accidentally ingests, and it like makes flowers grow everywhere and reacts to his emotions. And it's actually really good, uh, um, and okay. I'm liking it. Garrett, you you realize it's a movie, right? Well, not really, though. It's a movie. They're like, but no, they're like it's forty-five minutes. With, it's a movie with three stories in it. Yeah, it's eh. not a it's not a series. I mean, I thought you said like you're it's like a series, like a twenty-six uh, or I don't know thirteen. What you episodes. call that? Though. It's an OVA. Yeah, because I mean, it's like it's not long enough to be technically a full-length feature film. It's not like an hour thirty. They're like forty-five minutes each episode. Well, you know, it's it's like the movie Cat's Eye. It's like a horror film that has three stories that are, you know, it's a kind it's of a related, movie. right? Isn't Cat's Eye? They're sort of related. Yeah, it is like a cat carries from one story to right. the next. This is this like is... they had ideas for three, or I don't know how many, three or four different animes they could have made as movies, yeah. and they just didn't make full movies. <laughs> but it's like when you said, like, I started watching a new series, and you said Memories, and I'm like, wait a minute, they made a show out of that, or there's another show that's named the Memories? I'm not getting on your case for semantics or anything yeah, like that, but it's like... Semantics, well, well yeah, it's, it's good. 
I've it's actually great. been enjoying it a lot. And then my last bit of news is that last week I said we're going to find out what what the sex yeah. is of the bun in the oven. Drum roll, and it's going to be a boy. Nice. Whoa, 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 whoa. And now what I do is I go up to Jen's belly and I put my face up to it and I go, Son, this is your father. Join me and we will rule the galaxy as, as father and son. And it'll be awesome, and we'll play Legos and Minecraft after we get sick of Legos. <laughs> that is all. After you step on a Lego. Yeah. Once we step on that <laughs> Lego, we're done. We're putting them away. We're burning them. Then we're just go play Minecraft. It'll be great. Same thing. So, yeah. But no, um, do you, do you know what the child's name will be? I do. I do know the child's make? name. I don't think I can tell anyone. I think that's oh, okay. that's still a thing Jen wants to keep I mean, under wraps. If it's if its name is Benjamin Kerrigan Rosa, like I understand. <laughs> Benny Kerrigan. Benny C. No, it's not Benny. <laughs> I will, here's a hint. No, 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 I can't give you a hint. <laughs> okay. No, no hints. Maybe maybe All next right. show I'll give hints. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Anyway, well, that's what I, I've I feel, been up to. I feel like Matt's saltiness really comes mostly from Okami, so I think we should save the salt here for last. All so, right. Matt, what have you been up to yeah, this buddy. week aside from Okami? Um, by the way, my dibs is Mojang is going to be the middle name. But uh, anyways. <laughs> Master Chief <laughs> Mojang so, uh, Rosa. It's, um, it's been a blur. I've been busy. I've been you know working NBC, my other gigs, trying to work on my zine, putting together some special events, trying to play Okami, playing some iPhone games, you know, living life. I don't, you know, that's, that's what pretty much. What are you much. playing on iPhone? Which well, isn't Hero Academy, by the way. Why aren't we playing that right now together, Matt? Well, here's the deal. Like, um, my partner in a track mode, Adam, um, he, like, we were talking on the phone. It's his birthday today, by the way, but by the time people listen to birthday. this. Happy birthday, yeah. Adam, if Happy you listen birthday. to this, which I don't think oh, you wow. do. Yeah, but um, we were on the phone the other day, and he's like, hey, man, um, there's this really cool game you should check out. It's called Hero Academy. And it's like, it's funny you mention that because <laughs> Garrett – Shut up about just, it. Just sent a text, a, no, a Twitter message about it. But then he said Adam pretty much is like sort of killed the interest for me by saying, yeah, you, you need to be – you need a signal for it. Like you can't be underground because he knows that I play all my iPhone games. Oh, yeah, you got to have some yeah. – well, you could take your turns and then – yeah. But now you're describing, like, it's. I had no idea. It was like Words with Friends where you play something and then it gets transmitted. Yeah, not, it's not real time. Yeah, yeah, so, so that's good. So on that note, what I ended up doing is I played some games which I I bought a while ago and never really touched. So have you, are you familiar with Infinity Blade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I bought the first one a while ago. Was that fun? Th- like, I looked at it and thought, it's kind of like a action game yeah. on iPad with touch. It sounds yeah. interesting. I played the first one for maybe three seconds. I was just bored stiff, and um, I didn't pay it any mind. And for, I got, a, like, a $50 gift certificate for Christmas for the iTunes store. And for whatever reason, I'm like, maybe I want to buy Infinity Blade 2 because it's so pretty and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, maybe I should play the first one. And I gave it a shot. And it's, you know, it's actually not that bad. Like, when you, when you go through the after-the-first teaser or tutorials... It doesn't get complex, complex, but mm-hmm. it has a bit more depth than I initially gave it any credit. So, okay, Infinity Blade one's okay. I, I didn't buy part two yet. Um, based upon what Ben said a while ago, I downloaded X Skater. Oh yeah. yeah, somebody said they had um, 
They had tried that, and it was not the best. I don't think it's the worst. It's not as good as X Baseball, but Mm -hmm. X Skater has a really. It has a weird, goofy soundtrack that is sort of like gets drilled in your head, and just you just can't keep playing, can't stop playing. But the my my iPhone recommendation. It's a twofer. Um, The first one everyone's probably heard by now. um, Puzzle Juice. Oh yeah, Puzzle Juice. Skrillex in uh, racing. No, no, that's Warp Dash. That's, oh, that's, Warp Dash. You're, you're killing me right now. That's last week's uh, uh, recommendation. <laughs> wait, 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 uh, wait, Ben, did you play Warp Dash, or are you just a big Skrillex no. fan, or do you hate Skrillex? Just, no, I, I'm pretty... Uh, Skrillex. Anyway, let's, let's <laughs> hey, move yeah, on. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Skrillex. Puzzle Juice combines... Um, it's like uh, Spell Tower, it's like Tetris, it's like Columns, it's all those I've wacky I've seen things. this. Did you put this like, on your Facebook or something? Um... Maybe, yeah. I I I put a lot of stuff on my Facebook, put a lot of stuff so. up there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but the one game that I think everyone who is listening to this, including you guys, will really enjoy, and it's called Dragon Fantasy. Oh yeah, is this a one of those novels where you just read and it's a bunch of girls who you're trying to get them to turn into to dragons? Well, now you're describing a game that I wish it was, but it's not. <laughs> um. Instead, it's basically um, a Final Fantasy Dragon Quest-esque um, 8-bit game, just redone, recombobulated for the iPhone. Oh, I haven't gotten very far, but it's a cute cute script, and it's, um, I think anyone listening to this will Dragon thoroughly enjoy it. Okay. Dra- Dragon I, I Fantasy. I'm going to be honest, that sounds really generic and boring. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is. It, okay. it, it's one of those things where it's like... <laughs> Listen, I have a scale for iPhone okay. games where... Maybe this picture will change your mind, Ben. I'm going to put it up to the camera. For the people watching the live stream on Twitch TV slash Fangamer... All three of you. All three. Ten of you. Can you oh, see that? Okay. Come Look at on, that ben, screenshot. You, you would like this game, okay? It looks a little okay. bit like Earthbound with a little bit of like Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. It's Dragon Quest-ish. Yeah. But look at that I condor. Know. He looks so salty. And it's it's cranky <laughs> condor lands menacingly. All right. All of a sudden, I thought I was going to be the cranky one tonight, but I think Ben's got me beat. Oh, it's me. It's Man, people me. need more puzzle juice if you get my drift. Yeah. So. Um, oh no! Believe me, I'm I'm halfway through some puzzle juice. Anyway, <laughs> is it my turn? Uh. Yeah. Let me think. Um. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. All right, let's get something out here. Why? Why right is now. this a salty cast? Why? All right. so, Anyways, the past I, I would say week, I've sort of devoted my time to playing a game called Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors for the Nintendo DS. It's a point-and-click adventure game slash visual novel in which you play the role of this guy named Junpei who finds himself in this ship full of uh, eight other people, so it's nine people all together. And the object is to make it through the ship by solving puzzles, trying not to die, to find door number nine to escape. And it's been really good. Like, the game, I feel it's hard to recommend to people, well, especially now, but before an hour ago, it was hard to recommend because it asks a lot of the player Mm -hmm. in that it asks you to basically beat this game five times, and, I mean, really, you only have to beat it twice. And the first time, 
Or the second time, you basically do everything that you wouldn't have done the first time, so it's not that bad. That's kind of cool. Get a, like, that sounds like it, you play Mass Effect again, this time you play Renegade, you have sex with everyone, it's great. Sure, <laughs> but that is an action game, while this is a visual novel with a bunch of words and a point-and-click adventure So you're saying you don't get game. to do everyone, and that's not the option? No, you okay. don't. Unfortunately, the option of doing everyone is not there. <laughs> okay. Unless you have but a game no, genie, so- then it's there. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> But yeah, to get, like, the most out of the story, you have to get all of the endings, basically. I mean, and that's fine for me, because I'm really patient with that sort of thing, and I'm really into the whole, like, murder mystery aspect of everything, so I was was getting into it. And as I was doing more endings, like, getting on the track to getting the true ending, like, they were bringing up more and more things into the story that were, like, complicating it, but I was like, yeah, okay, this is interesting, I'm really interested to see how this plays out in the end. Yeah, there's this drama, like, they're mentioning a lot of, like, different things. Like, there's an ongoing theme of, like, telepathy or something similar to it. And, like, this type of ice that doesn't melt at room temperature, but melts at 96 degrees Fahrenheit or something. Hot And, ice. like, they keep, yeah, they keep bringing things like this up. And I was loving it. And then you get to the end and you realize that this guy didn't know what the hell he was doing. And he just wrote a very bad story. Oh, we have a, a lost or a, um... Battlestar Galactica situation is what you're Basically. you're describing, where they just make it up yeah. as they go. Yeah, essentially. But no, like there's this <laughs> essentially this whole backstory with how there was this mummy trapped on this ship, and how it was possibly still there and still frozen, and they never do anything with that at all. And so you get to the end, and at the very end, they show like this. I'm, I'm going to spoil this. I'm sorry. Watch out. They show the lady who is frozen in this ice, like hitchhiking in the middle of the desert. They don't explain it. They don't do anything. And so I was pretty confused being this game until I went to the 999 official website and they have a very lengthy interview with the writer and creator of this game. Mm -hmm. And in it, he essentially owns up to making a shitty story. Oh, no. He's like, yeah, well, uh, I know there were a lot of inconsistencies and I I wanted to write the explanation into the game. But... But people would think I'm just making up lame excuses for oh, these things. Oh, he just didn't have, and wasn't a good enough writer to do it. Yes, he was a bad writer. Mm. And that's essentially what it comes down to. And I'm as bitter as I am because he he pulled the wool over my oh, eyes no. until the very end of this game. Because it seemed like if he had written the ending correctly, this could have been a phenomenal game. Written the ending correctly. And, <laughs> oh, and, and so many people think this is a phenomenal game. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Destructoid gave this a 10 out of 10. Like, it has a 9 everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, wait. The well, I, well, I like the game, Ben. I, I, you know, it's, okay. Did you beat it, Matt? No, I didn't beat it. I didn't beat it. Like, Matt, I understand what you're saying pretty perfectly. Like, you're yeah. saying you like it now, but I also say you haven't finished it yet. Yeah, no. Because I adored this game well, okay, very, so very, very much until it, I beat it. It's been and, a... It's been a while, but there was an interview with this with the same translator author um, with Nintendo mm-hmm. Power when the game came out, and they had a whole thing about like visual novels and stuff like that, which you know was was nice that a print publication was dedicating time. And again, this is like two years ago, but I remember him saying that he had to make significant changes to the to the plot, and this 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 excuse is pretty much cliched at this point, but it was one of those things where it's like the plot hinged upon someone's name either being a pun or rhyming with another person's name. It was very cultural. 
and yada 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 so i had to make changes now the things you're describing is so dramatic like how in the hell did they have like oh some guy's name they couldn't figure out a way to really explain it so they brought up a mummy so this really does go against everything that i was expecting so Uh i'm not i'm not like you know i'm so used to bad anime endings that i have Mm -hmm. a like i have a certain threshold even like understanding or like appreciation but what you described does sound pretty bad I mean, yeah, yeah. It, like I understand what you're saying. Like this is very bad anime ending, but I feel I've been spoiled by like maybe Hideo Kojima and his ability to like very crappily but still tie things it together. Still works. In the yeah, it still you would works. rather have some semblance works. of resolution as opposed yeah, to none. No. Yeah. Yeah, this guy just freaking gave up at the end. Uh, maybe I'm so angry just because I'm like hot off the coals of this game. Like I I can say, yes, I enjoyed this game. I don't hate this game. But I'm just very, very, I feel very betrayed by this game. Uh, anyway, oh. enough saltiness. Taking a break. Some audio candy. Charlie's going to pep us all up. Up next. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. This is Charlie with Audio Candy. Once upon a time, when a Squaresoft game came out, I always knew I could count on one thing. The soundtrack. My fascination with the company was broken when I found myself disappointed in Final Fantasy VIII. But even if I found myself detached from the mechanics and the story, I still recall the music being very solid. For the most part, I can attribute this to Nabuo Uematsu, who was to video games what John Williams is to motion pictures. But my first experience with Squaresoft music actually wasn't an Uematsu score. Not entirely, anyway. It was primarily composed by Yasunori Mutsuda. Trigger was the first RPG I ever really played, and it was the first game Mitsuda composed. I remember going to the end of time and talking to the characters just to get their theme music played. The score was a massive project for Mitsuda, who until then had been primarily creating sound effects for Square. What he created in those months he spent composing this soundtrack, sleeping in the studio, and drawing inspiration from dreams, what he created is something I have never heard again ever since. Maybe I'm biased, since it was the first game I recall a soundtrack that effectively used music to elicit emotions from each scene, but I think Chrono Trigger's music was simply magical. Apparently lots of people agree with me since Chrono Trigger is the most remixed game on OC Remix. A while back I gave you guys a sort of retrospective of Shala arrangements from OC Remix leading up to the latest one, the so far accurately entitled Last Shala Mix Ever. Well, today I have another very recent arrangement of a very popular Chrono Trigger track. The Kingdom of Zeal has quite a few arrangements already. Remixer Gario saw several more popping up in the OC Remix Works in Progress board and decided to throw one more in as a sort of joke. Eventually, though, this joke became Gario's debut remix, an unironic, pretty arrangement of the Kingdom of Zeal. I thought I'd heard enough from that track, but, well, I think Gario surprised everyone, including himself. This is Zeal Feels Good by Gario. 
Okay, we're gonna start it up again. Talk about some Fangamer news. Fangamer Daily, still happening. Bags coming in. Reed on his way to pick up Jeff Benson to work for Fangamer full time. Woo, spoilers. Yeah. You didn't know. Spoilers. Now you do. He's gonna work for us and pack those those boxes. Hopefully make some sweet videos with Steve. That could be really fun. Those two making videos. Yeah. Charlie. Like, I, I think the best video that Fangamer's put out in a while was that one with Steve and uh, Jeff on top of the truck. <laughs> Yeah, that was really good. Emotes, so. I I can look, that will always makes me happy when I watch that in the <laughs> Pax East montage video. Yeah, I love those. So good. Okay, enough of that. Voicemails. Ben, Ben's crying. I mean, I said Garrett's crying. He's like, oh, I'm being oh, so, so wistful and emotional, <laughs> thinking of or something's in his eye. Voicemails. Voice. Okay, so we have two voicemails from Face on Chaos, both about Okami. So I think we'll wait till we start that up. But, let's see. Let's play this one from Kevin Chai. Hey, Fangamer Podcast. It's me, Kevin Chai. I sure hope that when I inevitably introduce myself to Ben in person, he doesn't feel too weird about it. <laughs> anyway, that's it for now. See you later. Meh. <laughs> oh, man. Have you, no, you haven't Kevin met him, Chai. right? No, I haven't. But, Kevin Chai, I would give you such a big hug. I would give you a Don't hug, Kevin worry Chai. About it. You would have to say, like, hey there, guys, it's me, yeah, Kevin yeah. Chai. You've you got to do that. Oh, man. And then you would have to say, that's it for now. And then guys. run See away. You like, really just walk fast. away yeah. immediately. Like, all right, bye. Uh, Kevin Chai, I'd buy you a beer, but I get the feeling you might not be of legal yeah, age for that. I don't that. think he's quite of age yet. He might be. He might be. I don't know. I'll buy you a beer anyways. Voicemail. Don't worry about those guys. It's good voicemail. <laughs> if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, podcast at fangamer.com. If you just want to record it, make an MP3, attach it, email it to us. Or, if you want to call us, use up some of those minutes on your cell phone. If you're like me, and you've got like 1,200 minutes, and you maybe call like two people every three months, uh, you've got a lot of rollover minutes. Give us a call. 503-446-CAST. <laughs> Me and Jen were having a discussion about this just the other night. Like, I have so many minutes. I, I can get yeah, away with, like, crazy. 100 minutes a month. Maybe less. Anyway, yeah. to, to tangent that, we have a review, guys. Sweet. Most, from who? It's a Love great them. review. I'll nice. tell you who it's not from. Mm -hmm. Not from you, Butts Koi. In the chat Dang. right now. He's in the chat, He's in the too. chat What's right up, now. buddy? Call him out. You got RCM Woodward's in the chat right now. Good for him. This review, which we very much appreciate, iTunes reviews, good, negative, middle of the round, whatever, it's cool. This one is from, great username, a dude with a beard. Okay. Excellent. I've been, sure. and, and this is, I think is sort of an amazing review because of how he is inducing our podcast. So here we go. I've been mainlining this podcast for three weeks and I'm almost out of episodes. What will I do when I'm caught up? Okay, we'll take a break right there. Holy crap. I can't. I, don't, I think that's the first time anyone's ever I can't done that. Imagine, to like, doing that. Like, I'll listen to some podcasts I really like, but maybe I, can, I couldn't just do one podcast from. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've done that a couple times. I've done that definitely to my brother and my brother. And oh, me. yeah, those are pretty funny. Back on to review here. Okay. Hilarious hosts, interesting topics. Additionally, Fangamer makes awesome merchandise. There's really no downside here. I would buy all these people a drink. As long as they reciprocated. What? I'm not made of money. 
<laughs> if you don't like so, this podcast, so we I don't want to know you. Uh, no, that's what he said. That was the review word for word. Oh, okay. That's great. As long as you reciprocated. I'm not made of money. <laughs> great review. Thank you. I like funny yeah, reviews. Thank you, I like any review. Thanks a lot. And we're going to do some Okami. It's, it's going to be awesome. Game Club. Stay tuned. Yo. Hey, Garrett. Hey, Ben. Have you, have you been drinking beers? Um, I've been doing better than beers, Ben. This is Triforce Mike. You're listening... What is it? <laughs> you're listening to the hey, Fan Gamer Podcast. Yeah, we've gone over this with you several times. Uh, oh, yeah. You're listening to Fan Gamer. They have a t-shirt podcast. It's just all, oh, God. It's I all, hate you so much. It's all about making right. shirts. You listen to this podcast. They teach you how to do no. um, screen print, print no, they screen. Don't, they, don't, they teach you how to print they screen. Don't do that. <laughs> print screen. Hi, this is Cap from Nerdy Show. And this is MS Paint. Hex from Nerdy Show screaming. And this is Triforce Mike. And he's completely retarded. Hey. Why did you drink? Before this. I like Wixie. And Brian Clevenger's here somewhere. No, I'm not. Don't affiliate me with you guys. I like Weller's Whiskey, age seven years. We're, we're in nerdy the, show. In the barrel. Uh, we're it's good. usually more coordinated than this. I'm, and we're proud no, to tell we're you. Not. We're proud to inform you of the obvious fact that you are right now listening to the Fangamer podcast. And yes, I'm, that's what you were supposed to say. That was it right there. And thank you for drinking Weller's Whiskey, age seven years in the barrel. Somebody hit him. All right, folks. It's what you, me, Phase on Chaos, all been waiting for. Round two, Okami Game Club. Fight! Fight. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> Round okay, one! Like an old friend! Um, <laughs> let's see, where to start? Um, okay, here's how I'm going to frame this conversation. We've got some notes from the, the, the chat and from uh, from the forum thread that are interesting. I've got some notes I took while I played. Uh, I know, Matt, how far did you make it? Did you get to last week's point, or how, where um, are you in this conversation? At this point, again, I apologize. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Very, no, no, it's, blah, it's blah, okay. Blah, blah. I got the last part was actually probably my favorite part of the game. It was the boss battle with the the crimson guy. He was like, you know, he has, crimson helm. The crimson helm, oh, yeah. Crimson. Oh, that was inside of the that one village that was the really wind, uh, the windmill. The, the, After the you like rescue to... all the dogs, I think. Oh God, okay. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. before we get into that, <laughs> um, okay. Like, are we all what I'd like to world? at some point here focus a, a part of our conversation on is pacing, because for me, gameplay points number one and two, good good time, L- loving it. Gameplay point three really started to drag on for me, which seems is a common thread, not with just us, but in the forum thread. But one of the things that made us apprehensive about doing this game club was the overall length. We're around maybe 50 hours of gameplay, you know, taking your time. I'm sort of thinking that a lot of this stuff could have been pared down. Because to be honest, mm-hmm. I'm not even doing a lot of the extra stuff. I am just doing the main quest stuff. Yeah. And I'm at 20... To 23 hours right now and I've just really? barely finished last the, the point that we're on for now which by the way 16. we well some of that has been leaving it on while I yeah, look sure. at stuff but um, it, that that said for this point we're talking through CN City yeah. so meaning you've done you've gotten there you did the sunken ship um, and the Imperial Palace so you've, you've cured the land of the stinky fog um, and then before that, we're going to be talking about the Gale Shrine, um, Kusa Village, and the Moon Cave. So, where to start? Um, well, we didn't talk about the boss battle last time. 
the yeah. first dungeon oh, boss no. battle, the, yeah. the spider chick, right? Um, so what were your guys' impressions on it? Let's start with uh, Ben. Um, I honestly don't remember anything about it right now, which means... It was um, did not really leave a lasting games. impression. No. Um, I mean, I, I beat it, and then I went on. I mean, it was the first boss. Yeah, that's, I'd say that's pretty fair. Um, Matt, I feel like you had a different experience than we did. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I remember it quite succinctly, even though if this was like, like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I voiced that, you know, last time I was very... I tried to be as positive as possible and you know try to give it a fair shake i love Mm -hmm. the aesthetics and there are certain things about the game which i i really wanted to like the game and now it's literally to the point where i'm the only reason i'm playing this game is because (laughs) it's part of the whole fan sad to say that will happen probably multiple times but it's just the, the the problems really arose in the 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 temple the the first dungeon the really bad camera like it's just yeah, I inexcusable. Agree about the camera. There's a okay, so I, I mentioned about this. inexcusable, but okay. was that? I don't I, know about inexcusable. I mean, it was a PS2 game. They were just we were barely getting to the point where we understood how to use a camera in a game. At hey, that you point. know what? If if Nintendo got it with Mario 64 the first time out of the gate fairly well, but they you could had use complete that as a, control of the camera. Like you were in charge of having to do everything. There was a part where. When you go through um, sort of like a like a bridge, and then you get to the second part of the of the level where the the little bug guy sneezes, and it should be easy, right? You're just supposed to like sort of speed dash from one end to the other. But what ended up happening is I kept on falling because after that cutscene of the bug guy dying, the camera placement was either one of two or three positions. The fact that there's any variation blew my mind. I'm like, okay, so. I like it was one of those things like oh my god I can't believe I fell through I fell let me try it again like oh my god I fell again like it happened to me multiple times and I'm like what am I doing wrong and the the rest of the level just sort of accentuated like in the outdoors I knew the camera controls were frustrating but especially during the boss fights like okay I know what I'm supposed to do and up to that point everyone had been saying oh yeah the brush techniques are going to get frustrating and I'm like I never had any of these problems with the exception of the fishing segment. But then th- with that aside, like, okay, it's just a goofy side mission minigame. It doesn't really matter. But during the boss battle, it took me 35 minutes to clear it because for whatever reason, I wasn't in the proper position. My line wasn't connecting for the, the, the vine you know, brush technique. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it was caught during uh, purely through the, the live cast, but I threw my control on the ground. Like, I had not done that since I was, Rage like, quit. A, a kid. Like, I just, like, I was so furious. And because of that, what ended up happening is immediately there's all this story, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I don't care anymore. I really, I, like, anything that I really, that endeared me to the game, the story, the, was completely diminished. Like, before I'd noted how, the characters were not appealing, and I just sort of excused it because, well, it's Jap- now I don't. Now it's like I have no reason to give it any leeway. It's like, okay, these characters are uninteresting. I don't know what's going on. But the biggest problem, not to ramble on and on about the dungeon, is my biggest problem with playing Okami is I played a Zelda game made by Nintendo immediately beforehand. So now I'm playing. A Zelda-like game not made by Nintendo, and it really accentuated the really bad um, the, the, the level designs, bad cam work, 
I just found like I was just lost the whole time. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where I was supposed to go. It was just so frustrating. After I got out of that point, I guess now we'll get back to the rest of the conversation. The, the, the bad feeling sort of diminished, but it just left this bad feeling in my mind. I'm like, is this going to be every dungeon? Am I going to be this frustrated? Because hmm. this is level one. If level one's this <laughs> intolerable, I don't think I'm going to be able to play the whole game. It just... Hmm. Uh. That's interesting. Okay, so a couple things I think uh. we should talk about, right? We should talk about the camera then. Because I honestly don't think the camera is makes the game unplayable. I, I don't think it's bad at all. And I really? actually have a question for both of you. And I guess this pertains to the version I'm playing also. Like, I'm playing the Wii version. Mm-hmm. For you guys, is there not a button that changes the perspective of the camera? Uh, there for you? is. It's like uh, L1. Like, there's or... one it's not where very... it's behind the back, and then there's another where yeah. it zooms way out. It's yeah. not very and natural. I love the way zoomed out, and it's very functional ben, and very good. Ben, do you remember when I played a little bit of the Wii version? It was the controls where I'm like, you know what? It feels much better. It felt like even the default camera, because they really did remake the game. I think they may have yeah. tweaked it, and they may have improved it. And now, all of a sudden, I regret, because, like, well, the Wii version doesn't look as pretty. But I'm like, well, yeah, it's not as pretty. But if I'm having these... But ma- if it's a playable yeah, game. Yeah, a playable game, I sort of... I have regret now. But I'm too far into the PS2 version to start from scratch at this yeah. point. So, Yeah, uh, someone in the chat saying, well, it really isn't that bad in the Wii version. So, yeah, that really does oh. make me think that there is a difference between yeah. the two. Yeah, versions. I guess the biggest complaint I have is how often... I'm trying to push the camera to a specific angle that would be useful to me and then how it keeps wanting to push it yeah. back to somewhere else. Like, that is a constant struggle. And that's personal style. I expect to be able to have that sort of control in a game like that where I think a lot of games in the later parts of PS2 development tried to make the camera smart and sometimes it's smart, and then sometimes it's really dumb when you do that, as opposed mm-hmm. to the uh, Mario 64, where they just give you control all the time. You can just do yeah. whatever you want with the camera, which I feel like is difficult for people who don't understand that. Like, I remember Jen trying to play Mario 64, and me having to show her the game is just as much about, as much about playing Mario as it is controlling the camera to see what you want Mario yeah. to do. Oh, well, I remember in Mario Six, yeah, I remember Mario 64, even, you know, there's two different modes. Like, either you can let Lakitu control the, the perspective, and because of camera placement, and th- this was reiterated in Zelda and all the subsequent Nintendo games, when you allowed the, cam- the game to take her- control the camera, it sort of directed you minutely okay you sort of want to go there you sort of want that's your general goal whereas mm-hmm. okami it's so all over the place that i had a and also in the combination of the limited color palette which works in the context of the art style i didn't know where i was half the time i did i couldn't get any yeah um, i'm very reliant on the map but luckily it's just like a l1 yeah and it hovers over your screen but i, I would that a lot i would literally keep my finger on the map the whole time as i was walking yeah about. i would do that a lot mm-hmm. yeah which is um, not a good thing i think personally no um the other comment you had made besides that was um i i don't the brush strokes yeah just, oh right that to be in. honest I I don't know. I feel like we need. There's like one part of it you're not getting. I think that somehow Perhaps. I've gotten and Ben has gotten. But I feel like 
Yeah, I think uh, Omnitarian Marty's pointing it out in the chat. Like, are you watching for the holy smoke that appears? Yeah, like, like there's a lot of, like, auto-adjusting. I put this brush here, and it kind of pulls itself over, like, oh, you really want it there. And then... But yeah, you can also see when you hover over something it wants you to interact with. It'll actually... Like, out of the tip of your brush, there will be, like, this smoke that sort mm -hmm. of indicates, yeah, okay, it, I can do something. It also auto-homes in as well. Like, if you're in a yeah. general area, it's going to lock in. And that's... Yeah, like, um... Did you? Yeah, this part's in this gameplay point. The the runaway log part. Yeah, where you're on the works. log and it goes down, and you have to use the brush strokes to go to the vines to slow the log down. Yeah, that yeah. that was a lot of. Well, you know, I for whatever reason in the spider queen battle, up to that point I didn't have any problems. When you're sort of learning how to like get from one of those floating things one from another, I didn't have that much problem. But for whatever reason. It just wasn't registering. But, okay, the, the thing is this, though. And I think, you know, oh, at the end, it was due to human error and frustration. I was not mm – -hmm. I wasn't having a good time. It was – I wasn't clicking. The more it dragged mm -hmm. on, I was getting more anxious. I was become, making more sloppy mistakes. And that's my fault. You know, that's mm – -hmm. so I can't blame the game completely. But at the same time, you know, after the 20-minute mark, I just – you know, I didn't want to turn off the system because, like, I've gone so far and yada hmm. yada yada. It just this is very interesting. It was just a it was just a snowball effect. It was like, oh my, it's left such a bad taste. And we'll talk about it. But the second boss battle, I didn't have any problems. So what, you talk it, about Tal Master Waka, the one right after it. I'm talking about the major, the the the, the other um, dungeon okay. boss battle. You know, it was far more easy. Everything clicked. Everything made more sense. You know, it's. And therefore, I have no complaints about that one. So, you know. sure. But anyways, let's get back. Yeah, it may have just been like situational. Yeah, I guess. Um, one of my more favorite moments of the game. One of the things that I love about this game is that I think, I don't know. I think I like the humor in this game generally more than I like the humor in Zelda. I think sometimes it's kind of really? knocks you over the head. Well. Sometimes oh, I think it knocks you over the head. But I think there's these like little moments that I really like more. So, for example, um, when you catch, you're with Kokiri, the little fisherman boy, and he's fishing mm -hmm. up that huge fish after you beat the dungeon, and his dog is in the mouth of it as it goes across the screen. I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those sorts of moments. I find, like, Asun, yeah. find him pretty annoying, and some of the other humor like that. Like him annoying, but I still think there's these little moments that maybe aren't intentionally funny or cute that I I like a yeah, little bit more. When this here. game wants to be subtle and endearing, it can yeah. be. And like, I mean, even when it's less so, like the personalities they give to like the celest the celestial mm -hmm. like brush gods and stuff, like they're cool. Yeah. It, when you fun. get the uh, nice. the drunken sheep guy who tries to do the yeah, bullet time dodge so and he just gets hit three times, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that was great. But like, otherwise, I feel this game is trying way too hard and suffers horribly from tonal inconsistency inconsistency like, yeah, more about i feel that. the tone in this game is horribly inconsistent hmm. i feel like pacing is its flaw and you think inconsistency so more tell me more what is what are the inconsistencies well let's let's uh look at my notes here let's break it down inconsistencies bullet okay, point yeah, yeah. one like i mean this is more so this week's point specifically but I feel like with the character, like meeting the character Rao, this game suddenly decided to pander Yeah, to me. I, I actually and wrote like, down the same like, note. So Rao's yeah, the busty the very beginning, maiden yeah, chick. 
in the very beginning, like, uh, the character Sakia, like, I mean, she's got, like, her cleavage yeah, out. Yeah. But, like, they don't... They don't pander There's sort there. of that weird Japanese, okay, this is here, this is sort it's of fa- fan service It's fan service, yeah. Yeah, it's, it doesn't yeah. have any role And, like, Isun sort of has this thing, it's like, oh, I'm hiding in your kimono, lol, lol, lol. Yeah. But then they just, like, throw all subtlety to the wind when it comes to this character. Yeah, he just it's calls like, her, like, Check out this stacked babe. And he's, and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's basically what Isun says, like, 80 times. And it's immature, it doesn't appeal to me, and it, it it grosses me out. And it feels very offensive, I feel, to women, really. Because this Rao character herself, she's like, Stacked? What does or that like the, mean? Or, like, the background while, like, music. While, yeah. yeah, the background music has like these porn modes. Yeah, and like shit I was, uh, I was doing a live stream. I'm like, guys, did you guys hear, did, did I hear that? Is <laughs> yeah. that moaning? And there was like, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, there's moaning in the background of this music. Yeah, like my brother walked in when I was playing. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> okay, but that, to be honest though, is the first time I feel the game has had that sort of inconsistency. Unless you have other examples, that's the only one I can think of in an inconsistency. What other kind of things? Well, I feel Eastern in general, just like. It's kind of bipolar. Things at inappropriate times, and that's I mean, his he thing, talks though, a lot. right? That's his thing. He's he, you know, the, the, thing. the problem is, is like he is constantly switching between speaking in the vernacular of the time, and then wink, wink. This is a video game, and you know that sometimes works. That, yeah. That's a very Metal yeah. Gear Solid thing, but it's done very sloppily. And I mentioned last time, even there's interface. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a problem now. I guess I got used to it, but. There is a le- there's a little bit of level of sloppiness. Either either it was in the localization or something. It's not it's not as tight as it could be. But yeah, the bug character, you know, it before it was sort of cute where like okay, 5% of the time he would speak in like okay, 20th century talk. But now it feels like it's 60 40. It's yeah, like it's, what? It's shifted. Yeah, it's just like did they just get lazy all of a sudden or did they just it feels like a game that had multiple translators, and mm-hmm. they just weren't on the same it probably page. Probably did. They... It had tons of text, right? I mean, we and read that, that happens in a lot. Yeah. But it's uh, you you got you have to have an editor to sort of pare that to down and not glue it all together yeah. one coherent and vision. It doesn't okay. feel like and this that. This sort of goes back to something you were saying last week, Matt, about how like um, in traditional Jap- Japanese folklore, like not much attention is given to like individuality. Yeah, and like I mean. That basically means, like, the characters don't really have any defining things about them. And, like, things are kind of bland. They're interchangeable, yeah. The character trait of it. And I feel like the game constantly shifts between wanting to be that and wanting to be, like, sort of satire of that. But it doesn't do that very well sometimes. And it just causes. It it breaks the ride up. No, I kind of see what you're saying. Like, that is, like, the inconsistencies that I kind of point out in a similar vein are, like, when they have it ends with itself the the gods and how they interact with people so example would be um when you are the shrunk down amaterasu and you're inside of the the emperor you are just he's a puppet he's a puppet emperor that you are manipulating and having him do whatever you want and the gods control him well if you know anything about japanese um culture you know the emperor was for quite a while seen as like god on earth so there's that weird juxtaposition of, well, it's a video game, so I can just make him spin around in circles and hit his head against a wall, <laughs> or I can kind of, I mean, I'm, God is in control of him. It just puts some kind of weird religious connotations uh, in a weird spot, and that is sort of inconsistent with what is generally a very consistent narrative for Japanese culture. God is this, 
he is living God. You're not to question that. And then there's a little dog inside of him telling him what to do. Well, you know, you know I mentioned this. I mentioned this last time, but you know, all the characters, all the hu- all the human characters were rather bland and milk toast. And I liked the you know Waka, the the the, the wacky guy who initiates a fight, and he he spoke. He had a very 20th century, 21st century type of mindset with the whole yeah. conspiratorial things, yada, yada, yada. But now, after that mm. point, dealing with the, the over-sexuality, now it's just like it's all over the place. And I almost feel like I was giving it a little too much credit back then. It's like, oh, okay, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And now, okay. even he's not that interesting yeah. anymore at this point. It's like, oh, jeez. Again, the animals, the, the deities, they're the, most, they're the only interesting parts. But then, but then the dog quest comes about, and yeah, even let's that, talk about that. That's about just, dog quest. Oh so you get to the uh, what's the name of this village? Uh, Gale Shrine, Kusa Village. Kusa I think. Village. Yeah. You get out there, and this is where I where I was stopping a good time, and I'm having a pretty decent time. So don't be you're wrong, but the village is dark and sad, and there's the the weird discoloration that you have to use your brush to make bloom, right? Yeah, yeah, and then as you do more quests there, it gets prettier and beautiful, and I still love that. And I feel like the pace of ugly to beautiful and doing these little mini quests to make the place pretty is the strength of this game. And at this yeah. point, I feel the pacing is still strong. And as we go throughout this point, the next week's point or the the previous week's point, week three, you you get less new brush strokes, you get less of the making things pretty, or it takes a lot longer to do it. And you don't get that same sort of gratification. And to me, the biggest fault that we'll get to after this is that the game is like this buildup of, okay, you're going to go fight this Orochi guy. And then you go fight him like halfway through the yeah. game and kill him. Yeah. Which is, I was going to ask Matt, is this uh, a mechanic of Japanese fairy tales that like yeah. you fight him in the middle and then you fight him again? Yeah, it's very like, you know, you're focused on one particular thing. And honestly, I guess it's, I guess it is sort of more consistent in storytelling later on in other societies, but you have a general goal, like, okay, your mission is to kill this blah, 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 and then you do it, but your quest's not over. because It's, it's not a, the real evil. It's, it's not the real evil. Oh the real gosh, evil is you. say you. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy. That's every Final Fantasy, right? Sephiroth's yeah. the bad guy. Oh, Sephiroth's not the bad guy. No, it's not. this. Yeah. Final it's, Fantasy it, It's 10. so cliched it's now, but back then, oh my you gosh. know. It's such a Japanese thing. Realizations happening here. I didn't yeah. really even think about that. Okay, so you get to the village. You it's still some pretty good pacing. I think the village has a lot of character. It's on this kind of cliff. It's a beautiful area. The, the people there, are, you know, they're okay. And then you do this quest where you're finding all the different dogs to that are the protectors of the the shrine, and you need to get into the shrine. And that part was fine. It was when you had to leave to go find the dogs where I thought that's where the pacing kind of first starts to, to falter a little bit. Um, but yeah. but overall, I still enjoyed it. I thought the dogs were cute, and fighting them was a little annoying, but it wasn't the worst. Um, and But the weapons in this game I still think are kind of all the same thing. It's either yeah. something you're smacking guy <laughs> with or a whip. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, shooting. But Some, Something you're smacking a guy with that's actually fun. And then something that's you're smacking a guy with that's really unwieldy and stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm not that awesome at it. But, um, Matt, you had some thoughts on the uh, dog dog quest, canine warrior hunt. Well, you know, I the, the, the idea of the dog fights worked well for me because, well, okay, yeah, it just seems like, all right, 
up to this point, you've been helping other animals. You know, granted, you've been sort of bribing them by giving food so they'll endear you, you know, warm up <laughs> yeah. to you. But now there's the, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw it coming a mile away because I thought this is now we're at the halfway mark or this is sort of the ending of the story where now you have to fight amongst animals. There's that point where like, okay, you're no longer trustworthy or given the context, the dynamics have shifted a bit. But it just just dragged on and on and on. It just maybe I was projecting that this is going to be more of a side questish thing. Like it just mm-hmm. feels like a side quest. Like oh, find these dogs yeah. and bring them to me. But it's like oh my god, this is going on forever. And you know the yeah. actual individual battles themselves, I had no problems with. Just the overall context, and it just felt like it really felt like busy work. It's like this is not what, yeah. what I got. The village. They're- there's a lot that seems like busy. Yeah, seems but like busy, busy work guess, can not necessarily be negative. Sometimes it can actually be fun. Like I do like blooming all the trees, uh, See, wiping out the. Though. But that's still like, busy work. That's more voluntary. Like, that's volunteer. It's volunteering. busy work, but it's busy work that the game is very good at. Yeah, it's something you want to it's, do as a player. It's good. When going back through every place you've visited previously, find those dogs. See some dogs throughout the entire hey, world map dogs. that you've explored so far. Yeah, that's. That's okay, so, well, and so early know. in the game, like I expect that at the end, where I've seen so much more territory, and it seems more appropriate to vi- revisit old levels. Like seriously, I was just here, and now I got to go through it again. It just felt, mm. it just like it yeah, was yeah. all over the place. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay, I feel well, though pacing and consistency. That is, yeah, this is like case okay, point for that okay. Yeah. I wouldn't. Was it so painful though that you were literally hating it though? Because for me, yeah. it wasn't. Okay, Matt, no. Ben, yes? Yeah, I, no? Me personally, no, okay. but as far as pacing, well, like, if you're going to bring that up, that's what rings. Just some context for Game Club. I mean, we'll get into this heated discussion, but it's always good to kind of come back to, and what was the overall feeling? Matt, yeah, it affected me a lot. Me, yeah, I like to have the discussion, but in the end, I didn't really, the dog part was fine. Like, because what it follows up with is the whole thing with, um, where you go to rescue Jamba's daughter, the owl girl, to get into the... The, the hot springs or whatever it is uh-huh. and yeah. you they're like they, they, they're trying to eat the owl and they're like these weird creepy people and you like break into their house and get into this fight and I thought okay this is an interesting situation that we have to get into and I was like I feel that kind of goes back to the other side of this is a gameplay element that I'm finding interesting and want to f- play through and see what's going to happen did you guys feel the same or did you feel this was on the same side of inconsistency Who's got an idea? No, ben? Not so much there. Ben? Or oh, sorry, Matt? It was a it was a welcome break. It was just <laughs> you know, the, 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 like the game has it does good little moments, but there's just not nearly enough. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna give me if you're gonna burden me with a like a, such a and it's like what Ben explained. It's like the whole brush thing. Like that's the purpose of the game. That's the unique quality. I want to brush as much as possible. There's points yeah. in the games where it's completely superfluous and unnecessary, but you know what? I don't get to brush in any other game, so I don't. Yeah, you want to? Do I it. don't want to do it, but like, you know what? Fetching. No, so you do want to? Yeah, do it. finding dogs. Like, how many games where I've played where I got to fetch a dog or whatever numbnuts type yeah. thing? It's just like, ah. Uh, so whenever there was a weird distraction, it was cool. But after it was over, came the stark realization: well, I got to find those dogs again. Like, this is. This is just dragging I mean, on and on. Those dogs. Yeah, and if we're we're on the subject of like pacing, I guess like it even extends further than that, like into the point for this week 
and that like they just start putting things in your path that aren't really necessary or fun like you have to for some reason do another fishing thing to catch like the living sword to drop the bridge and i'm like why or did i even have to my do my favorite or you have to dig through the, the ground digging. again oh so this is uh, if we, we follow the progression of you're rescuing the dogs before you kind of finish rescuing all of them you go into the uh the hot springs and you have to dig to get the water to come up and then you learn yeah. a brush stroke but um <laughs> i don't know the digging game to be honest like it, it, it's such a Japanese thing now. I think about this. It relates so much to Final Fantasy. It's these things that are tacked on to this main game, like in Final Fantasy VII, the RTS and the snowboarding and the motorcycle. The digging thing in here is like... The first time I had some trouble with it, I got it. The second time, still had some trouble with it. The third time I've done it, okay, now I know I need to do... I kind of just want it to be over. <laughs> Pretty much. And I mean, overall, it still takes a while to get through. Um, okay, I mean, we're gonna take a quick not, not a break, but we're gonna play a voicemail from Face on Chaos, who's got some some feelings on Okami here. So, hey there, fan gamer podcast crew, Face on Chaos here again with some thoughts on Okami. Um, I'm actually gonna start this off with some gripes I've had with it this time through. Um, one of them being the fact that how when you go to use a celestial brush, it changes the music. I didn't notice this smile my first time through as much, but this time through it's really annoying me. Like, when I'm in a new area and I'm trying to enjoy the music, and then every 10 seconds I'm trying to, like, bloom a tree or something, and it interrupts the music. And um, one of the other things that has been kind of annoying me was um, how... Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyways, I'll just skip over that. But uh, I do really enjoy the game. It's one of my favorite games in the top five, which can probably partially be attributed to the fact that I didn't really know what I was getting into the first time I played it, um, like four years ago. One of the cool things for me playing this time through is in university, I'm actually taking a Japanese civilization course, so it's neat to see like where they drew inspiration from for all the different locations and the characters and like the legends and stuff, and so that's one of the really cool things that's it's neat to look at and like even comparing like oh this is obviously supposed to be based on this area because of where it is located on the island which is obviously Japan but I did remember what my other big gripe about Okami this time is and that's the ridiculous amount of hand-holding they've got going on sometimes because mm-hmm. like I mean some hand-holding games <clears throat> is okay like they'll have the little text in red that's very obviously a hint as to what you do which sometimes kind of pushes it, but it's not always too bad. But sometimes it just gets really stupid. Like, I remember there was one point where there was something that Ethan said, it was in the red text, it was very obviously a hint as to what you had to do. And then within the next couple speech bubbles, he specifically tells you what you have to go do. And it's like, what was even the point in hinting at it if you're just going to go right ahead and tell me what I need to do? Um, And... Really, this is just kind of a problem in a lot of games in general, which, if you watch uh, Ego Raptor's sequelitis on Classic Mega Man versus Mega Man X, uh, he actually does has a good discussion about how hand-holding Absolutely. games now is really freaking annoying sometimes. Anyways, yeah, I just thought I'd call back to give my <laughs> thoughts on that. So, again, thanks for taking my voicemail, and keep up the great work with the podcast. Thank you for the voicemails. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah, good think, stuff there. Yeah, I think, like, in that second half, like, 
that really addresses a larger problem, and that is how wordy this game is in general. Yeah. Just how much text there is. And I feel like I, I get this a lot from other people more so than myself. Like, on Twitter, um, I know Dustin in New York, he said that, like, I couldn't play this game anymore because they wouldn't shut up. I know Ashley Davis hates this game because there's too much text. Like, I, I feel I'm a little more forgiving for it because, like, you can, for the most part, like, make it go faster. And I also play visual novel games, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, I can read in some games. But it is getting to the point, it's getting closer to the point more recently that, like, I just want them to shut up and let me play this yeah, video game. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm kind of formulating this opinion on the camps of people <clears throat> and their feelings for Okami. I feel there's the people who are like me previously who haven't played it, who think it's that's I hear that's a great game. Then there's the people who have tried it, and the people who kind of don't know what they're getting into, and discover this huge world, lots of stuff to do, and are okay yeah. with pouring 50, 80 hours into a game. They love that this is a world they can dump themselves into, and just explore and spend lots of time. And that reminds me of like my favorite games when I was a kid, like when you would do everything there is to do in a Zelda. You would go everywhere and do everything. And then there's the camp who I feel want a more refined experience. Because I think Akami, so far my opinion is that I do enjoy the game, but I think there could be a lot of things cut to make better pacing. And I think in the chat here, Finest Horky, I think, it made a really good point about what were the strengths of this game? What was things like trying to do miracles and people knowing that you're kind of a god and you're doing cool things for them... But then as it goes on, it got everyone saying, well, you're a god, and Isun being kind of annoying, and the the tone changes, and it kind of moves away from its strengths and starts to put you into these situations that are more of a Zelda game and less of Okami, which I feel its strengths are yeah. brushstrokes, yeah. nature, blooming things, being uh, benevolent to people, being like a god as opposed to being like a Link who has to do all these things that are very difficult, which... And then sometimes bark. And then bark, bark, bark. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, oh, let's let's move on and and get through some more points here. So, Matt, you got up to the point where you fought the boss for Gale Shrine. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of like a a mini little dungeon where you first learn the yeah the, the, the wind the wind and, stroke and the. Oh, does anyone else have this problem? Like. Whenever I have to jump on flags that I've used the wind to blow to make them you know, into a platform, uh, I fall so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I, I've i never felt like the 3DS was so cool until some things in Okami were, like, I'm trying to jump up mushrooms. Yeah. And, like, oh, yeah. I always yeah, seem the to do it, but I'm like, I don't know what's yeah. happening right now. I can't yeah. I need jump I need right. knowledge of this 3D space. It just, yeah. yeah, it felt like just everything's, like, out of my control. And it's just, like... Like a lot of my complaints, if there was just if if there was a game and it only had that one problem, I wouldn't be so harsh on it. But it just had so many things working against it, like the bad controls and the inability to jump and not being able to gauge. Like you know, I played so many games where the camera was, was bad. That's fine, but the camera sucks, and I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how I'm going there. All these things just added up. It was just so. Oh, man, you never would have made it through Paper Mario. No way. Oh, really? Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like this is a walk in the park compared yeah. to some of the other things that we might have forced ourselves through. But um, but real quick, two things where I'm going to go, I'll be contrary, where I remember I was playing, uh, I was in one of the dungeons, and, you know, I had just gone to a certain area, 
And like Zelda, the camera moves somewhere, and then the bug says, blah, 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 you got to do this. At that exact moment, I got like a text message, and you know, I wasn't looking at the screen. And then I tried going back to the game. I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do here now? I, I don't know what's going on. It's not like Navi, right, where you hit a button and it's all of a sudden, hey, you know, you're supposed to go there. So I was frustrated yeah. by that. I wanted more hand-holding at that point. Yeah, that but, hand-holding. But uh, I guess another reason why I, I sort of like the, the Gale Shrine is it did feel like Zelda where, okay, it's a bunch of puzzles about wind. I got to yeah. get stuff moving and yeah. stuff like that. So to be honest, you know, but that's sort of bad, right? I wanted it to be more unique, but mm-hmm. I had, like, mentally I'd thrown in the towel. Like, it's giving me something that I can at least relate to, albeit another game. And, again, maybe I'm being a little too forgiving about the boss battle maybe it wasn't the best boss battle in the world but the fact that i wasn't so frustrated compared to the spider queen crimson helm refresh my memory what was this battle well basically it's like a like a warthog type character who's wearing like japanese feudal armor Mm -hmm. and he's um you know you're just sort of bobbing and weaving whatever and he's on fire so when you use the gale brush technique yeah, it puts him, puts him out and stuff like that. So there, you fight him, and then there's a plot point with Susano. He sort of shows up, and you sort of help him. And again, I saw it a mile coming a mile away, but like he has sort of a mental freak out at the end, where he's like, "Oh, I'm being used by the gods," but you know, he's just, he's still sort of full of himself. So, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, it's just again, it's you see, I would say for that fight, I didn't even remember it. <laughs> I remember all the it, stuff it, for the Gale Village and all that before. Yeah, they, they bigged it up a lot. Like, they sort of made it seem like it was a big deal. It was easy. Yeah, I guess I, guess I was deal. expecting yeah. it to be a full dungeon, and it was really more like a like a mini dungeon. There wasn't it's, a yeah. lot to it. it I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, me that. too, actually. The boss had elements of Harry Potter in the sense that, oh my god. Because like, in all the Harry Potter books, you think at the end, at least the early ones, like, you're going to fight Voldemort. But it's really not. And it was sort of felt like that. It was like, oh my god. Well, it was almost with the Spider Queen. Like, her legs initially look like the heads of the eight-headed dragons. Like, oh, no, it's mm-hmm. actually somebody else. And I sort of like that fake out. Again, I, I could see through it, but it just, all right, it's cute. It's just trying to be a little a little different. Well, particularly with the Crimson Helm guy, his face is essentially exactly what the face of Orochi looks Exactly, like. yeah. So it was like, oh, wow. So, you know, I knew it wasn't, but I'm like, oh, it's... Yeah. Have you? Um, well, I mean, I I thought it was more so a, a cooler thing to realize during the Orochi fight, not necessarily Crimson Helm. Mm. But so yeah. next point is we finish up Gale Shrine. Um, now the festival finally happens, and Orochi's back in full swing, and and chooses lead. Uh, what's her name? Kushi. Kushi. Yeah, to be the sacrifice. And there's this whole little mini quest with helping her get her the water for sake and the gold, the god sake and all that. But um, you do the the moon shrine, which this is where I really personally felt that the pacing start of feels odd because yeah. the moon okay, shrine yeah. gets I... like it's a full dungeon. I like mm-hmm. the little mechanics for getting in where you like have to draw like an imp disguise and it looks so. What, ben, what did you draw for your imp disguise? It was a, a U underscore and a U, so it was like a little disappointed face. Okay. I drew a penis. Uh, <laughs> and later on in the game, I see that graffiti on a wall in CN City. Have you seen that? 
Because I was like, I, someone I, drew a dick on the I wall. It's like, wait, no, it. that's the one I drew. But I didn't draw it there. And so I was really confused. Uh, that's that's cool. I guess mine was so generic. <laughs> You're just like, realize, oh, this is a point of phase. But yeah, this is where I feel yeah. like the pacing starts to get really odd. Because you do this full dungeon, which this one actually took me a while to get through. This is a good, this is a normally a substantial Zelda-like dungeon. And then it ends in this huge boss fight that like it's the guy you're supposed to like he's the dude that's the evil of the okay. game yeah but before we get to that um i don't know why i didn't write this down because i think this is my biggest issue with tonal inconsistency at least in the first half of our game club mm-hmm. because like right before you get into that dungeon it's this huge deal that oh no suzano drank all the the eight purification sake what are we gonna do uh kushi's gonna be sacrificed holy shit Shit's going down. Mm-hmm. And then you go to this dungeon, and it's this sort of wacky thing where, like, all the imps are given personalities. Yeah. It's like, oh, we got to make soup for Orochi. Nope, nope, nope. And it's really, really stupid. <laughs> I was very much taken out of the experience for that, and I hated This is the, the first place where I was like, every time I came back to play Kami, I was looking forward to it. When I got into the middle of Moon Shrine and then saved, I had to come back. I was like, oh. I am not really looking forward to picking that back up. And up until that point, I, I really, even though the inconsistencies you pointed out had really not bothered me up until here, I had some trouble with this dungeon. I, one of the notes I made was that I feel like there were puzzles that they wanted you to solve very specifically. Mm-hmm. And you you could see a solution, but it's like, no, well, we don't really want that one. Even though they spell it out to you, it's like, well, we wanted you to do it this way, which kind of felt a little bit annoying, but... You know, I, I don't know. I don't want to focus on it because I do think it's kind of inconsistent because I want to move us along, but... I, yeah, I, generally, I just think that it's a very stupid way to lead up to something so huge. Yeah. Like, you're about to fight, like, the embodiment of evil, essentially. Yeah. everyone's afraid are, of this like, guy. making jokes. What, what are you doing? Yeah, and then the boss fight itself, eh, it's okay. You know, I wouldn't say it's, <laughs> like, terrible. It was a little repetitive. Um, I, I thought it was pretty cool. It was it like was that, cool, but that was I, the first moment where I really liked. The well, game. I also didn't. I, I'm one of those people who never uses the items that they give you ever. And I was doing. Yeah, I, 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 think I was doing the live stream, and someone's like, "Dude, if you use that sake, that makes this fight easy." And I was like, "Okay." So I started using the sake, and like you could kill <laughs> the things so much faster. So that's like the one item I buy and use regularly is the sake. But you beat them. And the game continues, and in the chat, I think it was still finest, finest Horky, I don't know, finest Aurkai, Our, that oh. could be another way to say it, uh, says that you can kind of look at the game as two separate games, up until the festival, and then like a sequel immediately after, hmm. maybe, that's why kinda, not, that's kind of dumb, I don't know, though. that's one way, like, you can make whatever, not necessarily excuse, but way that you are okay with that in the game, but I really mm. do feel that this is the first place that hits the major dip in pacing. There's a major boss fight that up until now I've been told is the bad guy in this game. And in a Zelda style game, if he's the bad guy, he's the bad guy. You don't go fight. Oh, I guess that's not true. Is it? You no, like, no, like you fight Phantom Ganon. But yeah. You, you fight Agman. The not, yeah. But, but yeah. it's so much sooner Actually, though. You know, there, there is like, a there is right. Cause I was thinking before. that argument doesn't quite work, but I feel like you don't spend as much build up to get there but maybe it's just how long it takes me to play through the game so pacing wise that's kind of odd but you get rewarded with their first sword which looks awesome not that fun to use really disappointing in the the glaives 
the glaives they suck. suck. Really? They don't have that satisfying. The the best thing is that whip, man. The whip is the fun. Like, so uh, I, I personally like using the rosaries as secondary. Oh, we did a pew pew. Like, Shoot. If you if you get up close to somebody and you you if you put gold dust at least on the second rosary mm-hmm. you get. If you get up close to somebody and use the secondary to like shoot them all at them, it takes like it does a, a lot ton of damage. damage. So. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I have, of that. like I said, I still sort of mostly avoid fights at this point in the game, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting yeah. There. So because like the scrolls seem to be appearing more. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more fights. The fights take longer. The random battles. Yeah. Um, now yeah, I'm starting if you to run see. run along that beach, there are like three scrolls in a and row. And the the cost of goods that you need to progress the story are very high. So now I see. Oh, yeah. me avoiding fights is finally starting to have a penalty. I don't have that much money. I sell all the weird shit that give you like the. Uh, the lacquer sets and, uh, sets all, and yeah, 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 all and that. Like I that. sell that stuff and the items I don't use, and that gets me by. But um, yeah, I get the feeling they they think I'm fighting a lot more than I am, and I'm I'm really not. So um, to this you're, point, you're though, telling you... me that I'm not going to use the vase that I, I thought at a certain point that I was no. That it'd the be like the, the the bottle of the oh yeah the bottle in I, Zelda I like I could put something in it like uh, yeah like get no rid you of don't it. have a house like in Skyrim that you're gonna put your vase in and, and uh, decorate no um so you get to the first you get that bridge to come down which is you know, kind of a boring part it's stupid um and then you get into the Ryoshima coast which uh, you do you find the guarding sapple in there and you you know bloom it and get through some fights, you finally get into the city, and this, for me, is where the pace just really dropped, because you get into the city, and I think me and Marty were talking about it during where I was doing a live stream, that you don't really get a new brushstroke for a while. You get some new items, but they're still the same weapons that you've used before. It's either a rosary or a sword. And, yeah. and you just... the you It just slogs at this point. I mean, that's the first note I made. It's like, this is where... I feel less excited about things. I'm really kind of dragging my feet. This is where you first see the whole Rayo uh, priestess with the boobs. Um, but you get some new abilities that I'm, I am excited about. I don't know if you guys saw this. There's new, there's the Golden Fury and Brown Rage abilities you can get that if you, they're like finishers that you use on your guy, the you bad guys. Yeah, I'm like, am I going to pee and poop on someone? <laughs> yes. And, and when you do that, it's supposed to give you more demon fangs, I think. But yeah, they cost, it, like, it a ridiculous them. amount of, of uh, yen. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to ever have that much. But, again, all my notes keep coming back to pacing because you get into this, you know, whole subplot of, okay, go into the village or into the town, make the water bloom again, do a digging game. Um, now you got to figure out, okay, what's going on in this boat? Go back to the boat, get this holy stuff that's going to help this priestess overcome adversity or something go back into the village or back into the town try and rescue the emperor from this ailment um you shrunk down the shrunk down part was good so let's talk about sunken ship then it's creepy i like the shooting mechanic where you aim the paper slips at things the mini shark boss was cool looking but overall i was like i was glad it wasn't too long i guess (laughs) i was i like when they're just kind of bite-sized dungeons like that I found it incredibly long, and I found everything about the sunken ship to be stupid. Oh, uh, you didn't even like how the hand guys look like hands, and they try and squish you and, and like, use their fingers no, I mean, to th- smack that you like this. That one part was cool, I guess, but, like, immediately, like, 
I don't like using the brush techniques to, like, draw lines to things. Oh, really? I mean, and, like, the, the fishing is okay enough because you don't do it, it a lot. It is sort of dull. But here's a whole dungeon where essentially you have to aim by drawing lines towards specific enemies. I would always make really squiggly very unwieldy, lines very imprecise that were crazy. So horrible. That... I... See, that never worked for me. Oh, like, it, when you get Isun like, later and you shoot precise. him at treasure chests... I would make these really elaborate paths you had to take because it just looked funny. But um, <laughs> it just looked kind th- that was yeah. But you're right. That is it's not. I don't know. It's it's another mechanic to add to the gameplay that kind of made that part more interesting. It, again, at this point, it still didn't deter it too much. But then it's time to go back into the Imperial Palace, and then I think you get caught. Is this before or after? The, you get caught where you have to do some fishing, right? Or is that before this? Where you got to, because Matt loves fishing, I want to bring this up. Oh, where God. you got to fi- fish up the cutlass fish, which is definitely more difficult to fish up than the earlier one, but I still didn't really have too many problems. But I mean, I am worried for Matt for that part a little bit. Um, Everyone, uh, if you can just buy me another PlayStation controller just to. Since you've busted the crap out of that one. <laughs> So through the sunken ship, into the Imperial Palace. Okay, so it's honey, I shrunk the kids. You've been shrunken down. Your little dog, as soon is as big as you, riding on your back. I really liked that, that part. That was pretty cool. I thought that was I did fun. Too. It was good. Going through. That, that's where this point started to make you happier again. Like when like the feet Everything up until try and that squish you. Like, okay. Or, um, but there is that one section where it starts to become like, it starts showing that platforming in this game is actually not the most fun part where you have to jump on all the spiders, the spiders? to kind of like mm-hmm. get up there and i thought i was trying to get to the top of that thing and then it turns out well there's just clovers up there you don't actually need to get to the top that's just if you want to you can leave now and go do stuff that you wanted to do um yeah i mean that was i actually really liked this section this was fun um and then we finally finish off by jumping inside of the emperor from the rafters and it's like Jabu Jabu's belly from Zelda yeah, very Jabu but a very Jabu. short and you get into this fight with Blight who is uh, like a set of samurai armor with a bunch of swords stabbed into it mm-hmm. which was uh, an okay fight because now you have slow time yeah, pretty cool. which was pretty cool mechanic um, and wasn't it wasn't too bad of a fight although he did do a fair amount of damage to me but uh, one one thing I noticed, like, especially just with this point as a whole, like, it started with a sunken ship, and it plays into what uh, Feazon Chaos was talking about earlier with hand-holding. Why are there so many golden gates everywhere all of a sudden? Oh, yeah, I that noticed that, necessary? too. I was like, huh, am I going to really like, screw it, this up? Yeah, but you never do, and it just eliminates the risk of anything, really. Yeah, they must have done some playtesting where people had a lot of... Well, maybe Matt gets to that point, so like, dude, I'm so glad those golden gates were there. Maybe. Well, also, I mean, to, to... But, like, there was literally, like, two right next to each other on the rafters. That's true. I mean, to, Matt... get, back, to get back to an earlier point, and, you know, this is sort of deviating from discussion, but nine times out of ten, all that constant hand-holding, it's because of stupid, like, playtesting or product testing, product focus testing, where mm-hmm. they get a bunch of people who aren't very good at video games, and they, they're they not even necessarily the, the key demographic, or maybe Capcom was really skittish because, well, this game's so weird that we have to really cover our asses and make sure it's super easy, so they put in all these hand-holding and stuff like that, and sort of ruins mm-hmm. it for everyone because, that makes sense. yeah, so it's... It's one of those things where I can see, I can even envision the people making the games. Like, we really don't want to do that, but we have to just because, you know, we we have to. You don't have to do that. Like, the 
the combatant to hand holding is just good game design. All, yeah. You know what? All I know is I'm just going to quote, um, you know, a Craig Adams who worked on Sword and Sorcery. You guys played that game? It's uh, a little bit. Yeah, of it. and it, yes, you have Garrett. What game? Sword and Sorcery. Sword and Sorcery. Super oh. Brothers. I didn't yeah. hear the whole thing. <laughs> Look at so. you. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? You know that first that first part of the game is so damn easy. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently he was telling me I had we had to do an FAQ because people were having so many problems. And well, it it may be easy, <laughs> but it's not. Games are so handholdy, and it is not. It's like and, just figure it yeah. out, start doing stuff. Like I remember having to myself kind of give some hints to people I would show the game to. Like yeah, like push the screen, try things. It. People, but I love that game. I, th- I think good design. Just if your game is well designed, I think uh, Face on Chaos mentioned uh, Ego Raptor's sequelitis video of uh, Mega Man and Mega Man X. Honestly, like it explains it that like game design is all you need to teach a player how to play your game. And you should never have to resort to like hand holding and like tutorial text that is really unnecessary i think that's true to a certain extent i think there's a lot more different types of people with different backgrounds different opinions and uh association with video games i did see the mega man versus mega man x and i i personally found a lot of faults in the argument where it's yeah i mean i didn't see it recently but it's i think people i think people are a little too forgiving about design implementation back in the day in which we weren't so distracted there weren't other types of games where a lot of games are trying to draw from so many different sources that a certain degree of hand-holding is actually i think important and ultimately it depends on how you do it the the goal is no one wants to make a game where people are gonna they can't play it that's like your biggest fear and maybe that fear leads to being overcompensating with being too much hand-holding and and I, I don't, I don't have as much problem with too much handholding as I guess you said. Ashley Davis hates the game because of that, right? Where it just, it's way too. Mm-hmm. All right, because you know, that's that's. I mean, she also hates Skyward Sword, so. Uh, really? Well, I mean, we mm, again. Ashley Davis <laughs> going up in my book, hating those what? boring Zelda games. But you know what? Oh my God, Skyward Sword's so amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't tried it. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah, giving you a hard time. But the point yeah, being, like, I bought that game, but I don't have a Wii Motion Plus. Everyone, anyway. everyone has different, you know. Yeah, the, okay. Everyone has different backgrounds. Different strokes, different folks, yeah, different right? Strokes. I want to yeah, hear from these people who who love Okami, who are like, play Okami for Game Club. Because I think Ben and Matt are having a much more rough time. I am starting to not enjoy it as much. Because I, I was thinking back to uh, Psychonauts. Every time I came <laughs> back to Psychonauts, I was excited. Now, however, the amount of time I put into Okami, I would have been done with Psychonauts. But I don't know. Yeah. That's that's another story. But uh, if you agree, disagree, talk about it in the forum thread or leave a voicemail, 503-446-CAST or email, podcast at fangamer.com. We'll be finishing Okami, not next week, but the week after that. Two weeks. And we will have been through the whole game at that point. So spoilers for that episode. Uh, if you've got a save file you want to pick up and join on, join with us. I've seen some people in the thread who are doing that. But we're going to call this second gameplay point here. Chop, clip, right there. Because Garrett is Giving Kevin some words, <laughs> although I have not seen anything from him in the chat yet, so maybe we'll cut that. But, yeah. Stay tuned! Stay tuned, we'll see. I'm Kevin Williams, and this is Sayan City News. On a tragic note tonight, venerable tree hugger Mr. Flower was found in his home, mauled by some sort of canine deity. 
Guards at the scene suspect the attack was brought on by the victim's incredibly stupid idea to wear a cherry blossom as a hat, setting up a lengthy wild goose chase for the deity in question as he repeatedly told them there was just one more to go. Seriously, Okami is one of those games that I love to bits 99% of the time, but then it does something twitchy, something glitchy, something that throws me right off the trail. Maybe I'm shaking my remote around like a dolt, trying to get a good combo attack to go off, but Amy's just sitting there barking at herself, bark bark bark. Or maybe I'm throwing down a little paint slash attack, but it thinks I'm trying to sprinkle the magic stardust around. Or, maybe I can see a dungeon room that I haven't visited yet on the map, but I cannot for the life of me find the door. It sort of makes you appreciate how other games tend to smooth out the rotten bits so they don't needle at you. Like uh, traveling through different areas in a Zelda game. Yes, it takes forever, but it's a languid pace. And that's less annoying than it is boring. By the time it creeps up on you that you really hate it, eh, the game's over. I'm sure all those reviewers who gave it 10 out of 10 would like to go back and change their minds now, but alas, it is forbidden. Twilight Princess will always have a Metacritic score of 95, and Okami will always have... Huh. Looks like it actually has a 90. I did not know that. What a pleasant surprise. For Vangamer, I'm Kevin Williams. Okay, let's finish this show. Out strong, not the salty cast, not the salty Okami cast. It's pretty salty. It is. And slightly, um, it's slightly out. drunk, apparently. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> Next, whatever, it's making for such a good cast right now. You guys don't even know. Do you think so? I think so. <laughs> well, maybe my lack of preparation is more so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What to talk about? We've already talked about leaving reviews, voicemails, all that good stuff. What we want to talk about now is next week's show. Yes. We'll be doing our January 2012 mm-hmm. uh, video game news wrap-up. We'll be talking about Sopa and Pipa. That is not the name of my future child, by the way. Um, <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of things happened. I think this, you just this dropped month. the ball here. A, a lot of things. A lot uh, of things happened. So that'll be exciting. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. We'll make this a quick ending here. So it's a long cast. So thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Adios. 